0: we are now, what, four days before the Good Friday. And we want to reflect on the path that Jesus took as he gets to uh, uh, Good Friday, as he's getting focused on the cross. You know, as Bishop indicated this morning, uh, that if Jesus Christ didn't die and the resurrection didn't take place, the entire work that he did in this... uh, uh, Before that, you know, healing people, preaching the gospel would have been for nothing, you know. So he needed to just uh, close off everything and be focused. You know, focus towards uh, the path of Jerusalem. Hallelujah! So that's what we want to look this uh, this morning. We want to look at that path. We want to look at that path and and ask ourselves that what uh, what is it that the Lord has done? What is the significance of that time? What is the prophetic significance of that uh, of what happens along that path towards Jerusalem as He entered the city? Hallelujah! So we are continuing with what, what Bishop. Uh, uh, Did this morning uh, on the title, The Lord is in Need of It, or The Lord Has Need of It. All right, that is the title of our message. Hallelujah so let's just go into uh, 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 the word and before we get into the word let's just close our eyes and pray Father we thank you for your word oh God we pray Father God as the word is preached oh God let be let it enter our hearts oh God let it bring revelation oh God let it be a light unto our path oh God and let it bring understanding oh God and let it deliver Father God that which you have sent it to deliver oh God oh God for your word says that Lord you have sent your word and healed the diseases you have sent the word and will. Never come uh, empty handed, let it achieve what you have wanted to achieve. Oh, God, we ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Our main text is Luke chapter 19, uh, verses 28. I'll go until verses 40. Uh, Luke chapter 19, verses 28 until verses 40. It says, After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead. Going up to, to, uh, to Jerusalem, as he approached uh, Bethphage uh, and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, uh, which no one has ever ridden. Note that. And, and tie it and bring it here. A, a, a cult was a it's it's a donkey, ne? so let's, let's bear that in mind. If anyone asks, why are you untying it, say, the Lord needs it. Just say, the Lord needs it. Alright. Verse 32 says, uh, and those who were sent ahead went and found it just as uh, he had told them. As they were untying the, the colt, its owner asked them, why are you untying the colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw uh, their cloak on the, on the colt and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their, their clothes on the road. Verse 37, when they came near the place where the road goes uh, down the Mount Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Verse 38, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Uh, Peace in the heavens and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your uh, disciples. He responded, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the the stones will cry out. Okay, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So, I want to speak on the title, The Lord's It." The Lord is in need of it or has need of it. All right. So, when we look at this text, Basalani, we note some of, uh, some, some of uh, the following things, that this was Jesus' great moment. It was his great moment. He had ministered all around the areas, you know, from village to village and cities to cities. Uh, his news about his ministry has spread across the region. Now he was about to enter Jerusalem and this was the entrance, you know, the triumphant entrance as it's called, all right. And note, it is in Jerusalem and Jerusalem has a special meaning, it is a special place. Uh, it is the place where God uh, ordered Abraham uh, uh, to bind his son Isaac to sacrifice, where David and Solomon built the, te- the, the temple uh, of, of, of the temple of the Lord, and which was destroyed twice, ne? and we believe as Christians that the rebuilding will happen uh, towards the end times. Hallelujah! Uh, it is a place where Jesus and His uh, uh, saints of old walked. The place where the, uh, the central story and the message of Christian is unfolding, uh, of faith unfolded. It is a place we believe that the end times will be is orchestrated from. This is the place called Jerusalem. It is a powerful place. It is a special place. Jesus knew that this was a special moment. He came. He had become something of a phenomenon across the nation of Israel. So everyone knew who Jesus Christ was. Everyone was raving about him. Okay, So he entered with a great show, in a great uh, a chariot with a, a poem. So he didn't enter that. T- uh, let me just recap a bit. Jesus knew this moment was special. He had... Uh, Becomes something of a great phenomenon of Israel. He could have entered with a great show, with a great chariot, with a great pomp and ceremony. You know, uh, circumstances. And yet, he decided to go on a different tra- transportation. You know, we know what when, when, when the president comes into a city, you know, or he comes to visit, there is those, uh, what do you call it, those SUVs. That comes. Yeah, with the uh, traffic um, officers going ahead of him, clearing people on the road, you know. Even in the old, that how, that's how it used to be. When a king entered, they would enter with their chariots, you know, just to show their might, just to draw attention. But Jesus Christ took a different turn. He took a different turn, all right. So he took a different to, turn. Uh, in, in, in Jesus' time, a donkey was alone. He went on a donkey. Instead of these chariots, instead of horses riding, you know, with a, a, a number of uh, uh, chariots going behind, he chose a donkey. He chose a donkey. A donkey, Bazalan in this time uh, was one of most valuable possessions of the ordinary middle class. So the me and you, you know, would walk on a donkey, would ride on a donkey. Those, the who's who's, the elites of the time, they would ride on horses. All right, the soldiers and the kings would ride on the horses, but me and you would ride on a donkey. Hallelujah. So he, he, he decided that he wanted to enter uh, 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 the town with a, on, on a donkey. All right, So that is the triumphant entry that Jesus Christ uh, took. This when he, when he instructed his disciples to say, "Go and untie it." You know it was not just an ordinary thing that is happening. That entrance of a donkey had prophetic significance and prophetic symbolism. Are you with me, New Zealand? It is not just an act that was happening. No, Jesus Christ, yes, he was showing us humility, but that humility was not an end on its own. It had a prophetic significance and a prophetic uh, symbolism. So I want us to look at it, those two things, the prophetic significance of it. Here, when Jesus Christ comes and ride on the donkey, uh, Jesus Christ is claiming his rightful place as a prophesied Messiah. Remember, in the past, uh, 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 prophets like Isaiah, prophets like Zechariah uh, uh, had predicted that this will be how the Messiah enters. It was a thousand or a hundred of years of prophecy that happened, and now he's fulfilling it. Zechariah wrote, behold, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious. He is humble, note, riding on a a donkey, on a colt, the foal of earth. That is Zechariah 9, verse 9. So every Jew knew about this uh, Zechariah uh, Messiah prophecies. So every Jew, they, they knew that this is how the Messiah was to come. That's why when he came on a donkey, people started dilating. People started saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Because every one of them, every two knew that the Messiah would come on a donkey. So that is the first thing. The second thing is that he rode on a donkey to symbolize peace. He rode on a donkey to symbolize peace. You see, Bazalan, when people were going on a war, they would ride on horses. When kings were, were coming, they would ride on, on, on horses. But Jesus Christ, but when they were coming and showing peace, they would come in a donkey. So let's look at the number of scriptures that 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 that, that speaks about that. When you read first Kings chapter, um, uh, first Kings chapter 1, verse 33, it mentions that Solomon Solomon rided on a donkey when he was being made a king. He was rode, he came in. He rode on a donkey, was made king. Why? Because it was a moment of peace. Remember when, uh, when Solomon was being made a king, there was one of his brothers who had gone ahead with horses and pump and pump, you know, blowing trumpets, declaring that he's king. And then David says, take uh, Solomon and the prophets uh, and then just go in, on, let him ride on my donkey to show that he is a man of peace. Secondly, when you read uh, uh, the book of Zechariah that we just read right now, Zechariah verse 10 says, I will take away the chariots from the Ephraim and, 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 the, and the war horses from Jerusalem and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nation. He will rule, he, his rule will extend from sea to sea and from river to the ends of the earth. Amen. This is the prophet uh, Zechariah speaking about Jesus, speaking about the Messiah that this is what he will do. Note, there are a number of things that, that symbolizes peace there. He says he, he will take away the chariots. Why? The chariot symbolizes a war. When the people at the time in those days were going to war, they would ride on chariots, many chariots. But now he's saying he's coming on a donkey. Why? Because he is taking away those chariots. He's taking those uh, vehicles of war. Those tanks, one would say, he would, he's taking them. If you are looking at the war in Ukraine, you see that Russia once went into uh, 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 Ukraine with tanks, with armored vehicles. God is saying when peace comes, he will take away. When the Messiah comes, he will take away. Hallelujah. No, the second thing is that he says that he will take away the war horses. The war horses, he will take them away. So therefore, he is Dismantling and disarming people. He says that the battle bow will be broken. The battle bow will be broken. The battle bows, was key. You know, when you had that bow and arrow, those are the weapons of the time. So he says that he is taking them away. He is taking them. That's why he comes on a donkey. So Jesus fulfills these predictions of Zechariah. Uh, worldwide peace uh, uh, Proclaims by the uh, Humble king will be a fulfillment of the, As the angel sings Remember when Jesus Christ was, was born In Luke chapter 2 verse 14 It says glory to God in the highest On the earth peace And goodwill towards men Amen. So That uh, entrance by Jesus Christ Is a fulfillment it's a, it's, a, it's a process It started with his birth It's continuing He is bringing peace on the earth yes you might be saying Muruti, there is war in Tigray, there is war in ukraine there is war in central uh, uh, african republic but i would say it is a process it is a process when jesus christ returns he will establish peace in the earth hallelujah as we proceed number five he says jesus triumph and jane teaches us that all after all of the sacrifice offered for sin we can enter rest of faith we can re- uh, enter rest of faith because of his final sacrifices this is according to hebrews chapter uh, 10 verses 12. so Basilani, you can see that when we are in christ we're supposed to be experiencing the peace of god when we are in christ we're supposed to enter into his rest so the question is have you entered the rest of god is the peace of god caressing caressing and, and guarding your mind says so that even when you go through turmoil but you are still calm because god has given you the peace in exodus 23 verse 12 uh, uh, moses says six days do your work but on the seventh day do not work so that your ox and your donkey note your ox and your donkey may rest. And so the slave born in your household and the foreign living among you may be refreshed. So there's a time, Bazalan, where we need to take a rest. Those who work for us need to take a rest. Our transportations need to take a rest. Why? Because the rest in, uh, symbolizes peace in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Number six says, Amen. Emissaries send donkeys overloaded with gifts to appease the wrath of an enemy, prevent, preventing uh, a bloodshed. So that's how they used to do. That When, when, when they want to appease, they want, when they want to atone for peace, they would then send a donkey full of gifts. Full of gifts. And we see a number of these things in the Bible, Bazelan. you know. Uh, Jacob, when who was was returning from uh, being uh, persuaded by, pursued by Esau, he then goes back and he says to his, uh, uh, those who are in his household, take number of donkeys, put a lot of treasures, and let them go so that when they meet my brother, he might be at peace. Hallelujah. We find that in Genesis chapter 33, verse 8. Remember Abigail? Abigail is a clever woman who and his husband did a stupid thing by aggravating David when David says, look, offer us some meat to eat or some food to, uh, uh, to, to, uh, to eat. He then said, I didn't ask for your protection. You know? After they reported that to Abigail, and uh, David was angry. Abigail said, look, just take uh, some number of donkeys, put some gifts and some food and, and wine, and let us take it to my Lord uh, David. And he, he said to David, look, my, my husband is, has acted foolishly. Please receive these donkeys full of food and, 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 and wine as a peace offering. That's how we did it in First Samuel chapter 25, uh, verse, 20, uh, uh, verse 26. Note what he says. And now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives, as, as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are uh, intent on harming you, my lord, be like Nabal. So that they should act stupidly. They should be able to be taken away. Nabal died afterward. He died. You know, but his wife became stupid, uh, 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 clever, wise you know, by making sure that David receives the peace offering. Hallelujah. So that, uh, uh, that Christ is on a donkey symbolizes that Christ is saying, I am your atonement. The atonement of your sins. I am your substitute. So when God sees him on the donkey riding into Jerusalem, he realizes that here is the lamb note, that takes away the sin of the world. Are you with me, Bazalan? Number seven, it says, God used a donkey to speak his judgment. So when he comes, again, we are unpacking the prophetic significance of this riding on a donkey. The riding of a donkey brings not only peace, but also brings judgment with it. There are a number of instances in the scripture where when you see the donkey, you see God's judgment following after it. Do you remember the story uh, 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 of Balaam? The story of Balaam, where, where the donkey spoke against him as he was going to curse Israel, God said to him, you can't curse that which is blessed. Okay, so uh, he made the donkey to stand and to speak. For the first time we hear a donkey speak like a human being. And as it was speaking to him to say, why are you beating me three times? What have I done to deserve this? His eyes get opened, he sees an angel and realizes, oh, judgment has come. Judgment has come. God sent a lion to devour a false prophet in 1 Kings 37, verse 27 to... First Kings chapter 13, verse 27 to 31. This is a, a, a prophet who misled another prophet. And God says that he will send a, a lion to devour. But note, this man, when he was riding as a prophet, he was riding on a donkey. And note the lion attacks the man and leaves the donkey it attacks the man and leaves the donkey if you go read the story and the donkey stood there next to the body of a devoured man who was devoured by a lion and the lion stood there until someone came and collected the body so that signifies judgment hello hallelujah king jehu rode on a donkey into samaria a kind of a false Jerusalem, in order to destroy the temple of Baal. See, when, 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 uh, um, when, when Jehu was anointed to be king, one of the things that he did, he went into Samaria to go and destroy a false temple. A false temple. And when he did that, Jehu used to ride a horse. In one of the stories, uh, 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 a watchman the king, is, uh, king Ahab Who asked the watchman, who is riding? Who is coming? And this guy says, he is on the horse. And the man who's riding, he's looking, he's looking at this man from afar. He says, he rides like Jehu. But in this case, Jehu is not riding a horse. He's riding a donkey. But in riding a donkey, he goes into Saramia, Samaria in order to destroy the temple of Baal. So, it brings judgment, Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Christ enters Jerusalem, a uh, temple, and pronounces judgment as he overturns the, uh, the money-changers' tables. So, he comes into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. Everyone says, Hosanna, Hosanna, is he that comes in the name of the Lord. He goes into Jerusalem. As he goes into the temple, he comes and turns the tables around. And it says you have turned my father's house in a, into into a business, and and now my father's house needs to be turned into a temple of prayer, or into the house of prayer. So uh, that riding was not just a riding for itself. That now Jesus Christ needed a transport. And it's very interesting that all throughout, when Jesus Christ goes from one village to the other, one city to the other, the Bible speaks about him walking. He walked from one city to the other, one town to the other, one village to the other. But as he enters Jerusalem, he rides a donkey. He rides a donkey. The other thing is that we need to note about the significance of Jesus Christ riding a donkey is that Jesus Christ demonstrated that he was a burden bearer who comes to save us. He's a burden bearer who comes to save us. Remember, when Jesus Christ was being born, yeah, uh, 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 his mother Mary and Joseph, they needed to go and register. Note, when Mary was walking, when, when Joseph was tra- uh, traveling with Mary, Mary was on a donkey. Amen. Mary was on a donkey. And that shows that he, she was burdened. He, so therefore, the donkey became a burdened uh, uh, carrier. Hallelujah, Brazilian. Amen. So Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus embraced the poor, the weak, and the oppressed during his time on the earth. Christ's sweet, uh, sweet, simple story of a good Samaritan that he had told us about. Note, the Samaritan man who went ahead and take care of the man who was mugged. It says, the Bible says that he did take care of him, he bandaged him, and he took him and put him on his donkey. So the donkey became a burden barrier, a burden carrier. Are you with me, Muallam? Yeah. So it is not just a simple traveling. It is not just a simple transportation. It is one with significance. Hallelujah. So therefore we look at it and said, "When Jesus Christ did that, he was showing that he is the Messiah. He was showing that he is bringing peace. He was showing that not only peace, but also he was bringing judgment. He was showing that he is the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. But also there's number two, a a symbolic representation, which is in line with our topic. See, when we look at what is happening here, I believe that the the donkey represents us as people. It represents us as people. Jesus Christ could have flew into Jerusalem. No, without, without having to use a donkey or a horse. Just, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to transport him. He's powerful. He's the Lord. He's God. He's the King of kings. He could have done that. As the Bible says, he could have, he, uh, he could have sent 10,000 angels to come and save him. But he decided to use a donkey. So that has some uh, symbolic representation, some prophetic uh, 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 representation here. One of the things is that God wants us to serve Him. All right, He wants us to serve Him. So He has uh, 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 predicted that we will become His partners. Not that because He doesn't, not that He can't do it that on His own, He can. He actually, when he cut the covenant between him and and, and Abraham, he made Abraham to fall asleep so that he may be able to fulfill the covenant. So he could have saved the world without us, but he chose. He chose to use us. Hallelujah. So we are part of his purpose. We are part of his kingdom purpose. There was nothing special about this donkey note. The Bible does not say it was a champion pedigree racehorse. Or a great war horse. It is just a donkey, and note: it is a donkey that was not used before. It was not. It's a donkey that was not used before, and yet God decided that He will do this. He will use it. God is delighting on choosing the foolishness of this world to make it uh, uh, to shame those who are strong. So you might be here and thinking, Muruti, Now, what can I do? I'm an unknown person. Yeah? What can I do? I'm the least of the least. I can't speak. Yeah? I'm 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 disabled. I'm a person with disability. What can what can God use in me? But God says, I am in need of you. Yeah. Just like this donkey, I'm in need of. I'm taking the foolishness that which is regarded as foolish. So the cold was like a humble, it's an indication of a humble manger that Jesus Christ was born in. Jesus is, is so awesome and altogether glorious all by himself. He does not need us, but yet he shows that we, he needs us to, in order to preach his gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. The other thing about this donkey was that it has, it's availing itself. All it did was availing itself. It, it, no, when they came and untied it, it could have complained. It could have rammed. It could have rammed and actually kicked them. But it cooperated with him, with the disciples. Why? Because it was availing itself. The question is are you availing yourself? Are you availing yourself? God is always looking, uh, it's not looking for your ability. He's only looking for your availability. He does not call the qualified. Instead, he qualifies the called. So if you think that God cannot use you, why? Because there's someone uh, eloquent. There's someone who is uh, well-built. There's someone who is rich. There's someone who is uh, 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 wise, intelligent. God will use you when you avail yourself. He has done so much. So, he has done so uh, many a times. In, in engaging with Moses, Moses says, I'm a stutterer. I can't speak well. God turns around and says, who created a, a man's mouth? Yeah. Jeremiah says, I'm just a young boy. He says, I knew you before uh, you were born. I've set, up, I've set you apart to speak to the nations. So, let's not come up with excuses. Whatever excuse that we have, let's set it aside. Let's avail ourselves and let God transform us from from that end. Hallelujah. The cult was not being utilized, yet it was ready to be used in this case. It was not qualified. As I said, you know, uh, it was not a champion material. It was not being trained. It had never been involved in any battle or in in transporting anyone, and yet God is wanting to use it. Hallelujah. It was unbroken, untrained. It had no experience in carrying anyone as famous or as important as Jesus, and nevertheless, it availed itself. So if a donkey can avail itself, what more about you? What more about you? The other point is that God chose it. He didn't choose God. God chose it. Yes. Are you with me, Zeran? God is choosing you. He is calling you. He is saving you to serve in his kingdom. Yes. You didn't choose God. God chose you. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So we need to just avail ourselves. Why? Because God has chosen us. Sometimes it's not about us, Bazalwan. Sometimes we get big-headed. Even those who are saving uh, for God, sometimes, even us pastors, we get big-headed, we forget, and we think it is about us. It is not about us. It is about the kingdom of God. Yeah. So we also have to bear in mind that this cult, this donkey, could, could have buckled Jesus off as Jesus was riding, I can they took some clothes and put it on top of it and, and put him in, and, 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 and he, trans- he was transported by it. He could have buckled up. I've never had an experience of riding a horse or a donkey, but as, as, as I see in the, in, on television or in the movies, when it, uh, it, it, it uh, turns people off, how You know, it could have done it, but it is just it cooperated. I know, Basalano, because it cooperated with Jesus Christ, it was able to can carry him to fulfill its mission, uh, the mission that Jesus Christ had. Could we can turn around and say, if the donkey didn't cooperate with Jesus Christ, we wouldn't be saved? Are you with me, Bazalano? Our salvation needed to worry. the donkey should cooperate. So therefore, other people's salvation needs you to cooperate with Jesus so that they can receive uh, uh, their salvation. So by you refusing to avail yourself, by you refusing to cooperate with Jesus Christ, you are actually becoming a stumbling block from from other people getting saved. Like the Bible says, if you don't blow the trumpet, those who die their blood will be demanded upon you. So please, blow the trumpet. Be available to be used by God. Now, we are not saying that we will and preach, no, but all we are asking you to do is be a witness. Share your testimony. Because Kim how when you share that testimony, they will be able to connect with it. Why? Because... So God chose it. And God chooses us. And when he chooses us, he says that I have chosen you that you may bear fruit. And fruit that remains. Note God will enable you to bear fruit. You don't have to work. All you need to do is to cooperate with him. If he says pray, pray. If he says open your mouth and share the gospel, just do that. No, if they don't get born again, it is not your problem. It is God's problem. Because it is not you who saves them. It is the Holy Spirit who saves them. Note that apart. It says the cold carried Jesus into the holy city. You know, that is powerful. It carried Jesus Christ. Note this. It carried the weight of his presence. It carried the weight of the glory of God. The Bible says about us. If the Bible says about the donkey, this is what the Bible says. It says that when we get born again, Jesus Christ comes into our hearts. So, the God's presence comes into our hearts. It therefore means that every Christian is uh, 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 holding on or um, the glory of God, the weight of the glory of God is upon us. We are God's Carrier's presence. Are you with me, Bazalan? So therefore, we are carrying the presence of God wherever we go. No, 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 no. It's not only on Sunday. Wherever we go, whether it's at work, whether it's in the mall, whether it's where you are with your friends, whether it's in the party, you are carrying the presence of God. Yeah. So, because you are not just uh, uh, carrying evangel, you are carrying the presence of God. Amen. That's why, Buzalina, it is important to act well. It is important to behave. It is important for you uh, to, to, uh, not to let the presence of God be defiled. So, Jesus Christ now says to the owner, he says to his disciples, when the owner asks, says the Lord has need of it. Now, that's what he says to them. He is telling them before they do the act. He says when the, when the owner asks you, why are you untying it? Tell him that the Lord in need of it. So, this was not an issue of ownership. It was an issue of lordship. But the of God says to us that the talents that he has given us, the, the gifts that he has given us, the abilities that he has given us, the time he has given us, it, it is not about us owning it. No, let me remind you, you are a steward of what God has given you. So recognize this. It is not about ownership. It is about lordship. So when God says, you see the car that I've enabled you to buy, that which you say is yours, it's not yours, it is mine. Why? Because I am the Lord. The Bible says that he gives us power to create wealth. So the wealth that we have is the wealth that God has enabled us to, to have. So when he says, I am the Lord, I am your God. Avail your substance. Just cooperate cooperate and note very interesting very interesting when jesus christ was telling the disciples the owner didn't hear it makes sense he told them and they went and they found it but we don't know we don't realize this when the guys you don't know how long they worked. if they had walked two days it means that jesus christ told them two days before they walked, they got the, the owner cooperated without hearing the word of God, without hearing the word of Jesus Christ. But why, when uh, who is reading the word of God they now tend to become stubborn and not cooperate with God? The person who has not heard the word of God is cooperating with God. But when uh, the person who has heard God, warema, warem. Are you with me, Brazilian? Yeah. So he says, this is not about ownership. It is about, it is about lordship. Yeah. He recognizes the lordship of Jesus Christ. See, when someone says the lord needs it, one, one thing that realizes the people, have you heard that people like abusing leadership? Or no, leadership is a... Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Leadership. There was a time in this country where, number one, Habagare, number one said, "Lend the plane. You land the plane. Even if number one has not said. But because, see, number one is, uh, is the word lordship. That's how, have you been to court? In the court, you don't just say, uh, magistratory or lordship. You recognize the office. It's just like the president has spoken. So this owner recognizes, when someone says, the Lord is, is in need of it it means that someone higher someone higher wants this donkey to be used and they wanted to use it for their will for their purpose for their mission and for their assignment so when 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 jesus christ says the lord is need of it jesus christ is choosing this donkey he's choosing to use this donkey the bible says you did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you. Ne? He says he's in need of the donkey. Ne? But he comes and says, I have chosen you and I have appointed. God, not only have you been chosen, you have been appointed. I like Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says that, that we are his workmanship created for good works. So God has appointed us for good works. To bear fruit and fruit that remains. Hallelujah. Amen. So when we respond to the gospel and choose to accept Christ's offer of salvation, so if you are here and you say, but I'm rude, now," I don't know what you're talking about. I have not received Christ as my Lord and Savior. We'll give you an opportunity at the end. And note, when you choose, when you choose to accept the salvation, You are responding to God choosing you. All you need to do is to respond and say, look, I need this Christ. I want to accept this Christ. I want him to be the Savior and the Lord of my life. When you do that, you are responding to his choosing. So you are not here by mistake. You are here to receive the word of the Lord. You are here to be told about a Savior that can help your life, that has chosen you. All you need to do is to respond and receive him. At the moment, all prior ownership over your your life gets broken. We are transferred into a new kingdom of God. From the kingdom of darkness. You see, when you choose to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the owner that owns you now has to relinquish. They have to let you go to a new owner. And God becomes your owner. He becomes the one who leads you and guides you and show you the way. You cannot have two masters. You cannot serve two masters. When you accept Jesus Christ, you come to the fold. And I tell you, as I told you before, that when you come this side, rest becomes your portion. Peace becomes your portion. And Jesus becomes your Lord. Hallelujah. So when we respond to the gospel, we get chosen. And note, we are transferred from the ownership of the enemy and the kingdom of darkness, and now we enter into the kingdom of, the kingdom of God. So Jesus Christ becomes our king. At that, at that point, salvation on all the rights of ownership the enemy had is handed over and is broken. Hallelujah. Amen. So this makes it clear, Basalani, that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. When we recognize that our ownership has been transferred from ourselves, from the enemy, from the devil to the Lord. Therefore, it means that our operation, our going forward, our journey becomes that which is enabled by God. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you. The Lord is in need of you. The Lord is in need of you. You are in the kingdom of God for a reason. You are not just uh, here to wall up time. You are not just here just to enjoy the benefit. The Lord is in need of you. Amen. What an honor. What a privilege to be chosen by God to carry such an amazing treasure. What is that treasure? Jesus Christ in your heart. Jesus Christ in your heart. The presence of God. Paul says that, that we, we carry his glory in earthen vessel. In this body that decays. God entrusted this body, us, to carry his his glory in it. Hallelujah. So God is our creator. And as our creator, when we respond to his choosing, when we respond to our calling, he is able to can help us. He's able to can help us. Therefore, I, I, I encourage you to avail yourself, for the Lord is in need of you. What is it that you have in your hand that Christ is asking for? Could it be money? Could it be time? Could it be your talent, your property? Could it be even your family? God is in need of you. You see, God has always been in need of assistance, of working with us, working through us to be able to enrich the world. When we read the, uh, the Bible, we recognize that he asked the fishermen for their boat so that he can use it as a pulpit. He asked the small boy for uh, two fishes and five loaves in order to feed the 5,000 people. He asked, uh, uh, he he was in need of a tomb. And Joseph of Arimathea availed his tomb. What is it that you want to avail to Jesus? Is it your life? Because he is in need of your life. He wants you to come in his his kingdom so that he can give you life to the life that you give to him. So I'm pushing you, I'm, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you, accept and avail yourself to Jesus Christ so that he can use you. He can, because when you do that, Bazalan, note Bazalan, today we're speaking about the donkey. A donkey, which is a simple thing, and yet its life was transformed. Amen. It managed to carry the most famous man in the world. The same can happen with you. When you avail yourself, God is able to can transform. The Bible says that it is in His presence that our lives can, get transformed. It does not matter what you have done before. It does not matter what sin you have committed. I want to say when you are vain, when you, when, you, when you respond to his choosing, he is able to transform your life. As we bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord, we thank you for your word. Your word that reminds us today that, Lord, you are in need of us. You are in need of us in order to save us. You are in need of us in order to save others. You are in need of us uh, so that we can serve with you, serve along with you, be used of you, Lord, as vessels, as, as instruments, instruments of good, for that is what you have done for us. You have created us. For good works, you have made us to be masterpieces, O oh God. And when we avail ourselves that potential that you have put inside us, or, or, of us will come out, and we will be able to use us effectively. Oh Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify you for the for, for you asking and you choosing us, O oh God. And we are thankful. With with our head bowed and our eyes closed, you might be here and said, Muruti, I, I don't know Christ as Lord and Savior. I hear you speaking about him that he's able to transform lives. I want my life to be transformed. I want him to choose me. All you need to do is to respond to this call. The call to receive him as Lord and Savior. So if you are here and said, Maruti, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, all you need to do is raise your hand raise your hand so that we can pray together with you raise your hand so that we can give you an opportunity to serve this amazing God this God who is loving this God who will transform your life so if you are here just raise your hand raise it high, thank you for that hand thank you for that hand raise it high, don't be shy, don't be afraid I want to say when you raise your hand when you respond to his calling you are responding to his choosing he is here today to choose you do not turn him down do not turn him down. Why? Because it is important. When you choose him, you are choosing eternal life. When you choose him, you, choose, you are choosing a transformed life. Thank you for that hand. Any other hand that goes up, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. This is the most important uh, time in your life. Thank you. Thank you for that hand. Can I ask all the people that raised your hands to do me one more favor? Just stand. You can lower hand only if you stand. Stand so that we can come and invite you. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Thank you. Thank you for taking that brave stand of standing up. I want to ask you for a last, last, last thing. A last request. A last request. That you may come to the front so that we can pray together with you. Make your way. Make your way. Let's stand up, Bazalani. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Hallelujah. They are coming, Let's Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them hallelujah 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 they're coming but let's not tire let's encourage them let's encourage them